Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, Ash and I are sitting down to discuss fitness and nutrition and how those things relate to your season of life. What we mean by season of life is just simply where you're at. What does your day-to-day look like? What does your to-do list look like? How do you feel each and every day? You know, what are your energy levels like? What's your stress level like? And just how that relates to how you can manage both your fitness and your nutrition and keep those things in check. Now, this is different for each and every one of us, but we're gonna talk about some general guidelines, rules if you'll call them, to help keep you in line as you transition through those seasons because we're human beings. Our lives don't stay the same consistently over the course of a day, a week, a month, even a year, right? We go through these cycles and it's important to understand how you can keep your health on track during those transitions. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 56, and I am here with my lovely bride-to-be, Ashley Broderick. Ash, how are you doing today? How has the week been? And then random question for you, what's your favorite part about Christmas? Go. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Hello, everyone. Uh, happy, today's Sunday for us while we're recording it, but whatever day you're listening to it, happy day of the week. Uh the week has been good. Your parents came to visit yesterday. They dropped off a truck. Yeah, we bought a truck f- a year later. We sold my car in Florida last year thinking we were moving to St. Thomas. Didn't happen. Then the pandemic hit. We didn't need two cars. So we finally bought a truck. Uh, but anyways, favorite part about Christmas is probably just the coziness i love cuddling up on the couch staring at the christmas tree watching christmas movies and drinking hot cocoa and that's really not just one thing that i just named you just said everything about the season (laughs) well i love it all okay fair (laughs) enough. what's yours uh so mine i think is situational if i am like if we are here doing christmas the two of us I love just like watching Christmas movies and being cozy, like especially you said. Hallmark. No, yes. especially not Hallmark. <laughs> Time. Okay, let's pause just for a second. No, if you watch Hallmark Christmas movies, you do. So you're judging. You're judging yourself. I do because you force me to. No. If you watch Hallmark Christmas movies, you cannot argue with me that they are the exact same. They are, every but they movie. make my heart happy, and they are the worst acting I've ever seen. Like these are the people they who are, couldn't they, even. They get, make my heart happy, but these are people who couldn't even make it on like daytime soap operas. They're so bad, and they're at probably acting. still making millions of dollars. So I, I really hope not, because no, it's just horrendous. Are. Anyway, uh, but if I'm with like if we're at my family's house, I love the cookies. <laughs> I am Love obsessed with, with sugar cookies, frosted sugar cookies. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ash, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what we're discussing today? Because we still haven't got to that point yet. Yes. So we are going to discuss the how to tackle fitness and nutrition with different seasons of life. So, what do you mean by seasons of life? So uh, whether you are extremely busy, you have a million things on your to-do list versus... What's that like? Uh, a lot. It's busy. <laughs> no, I meant what's that like? Like we've never experienced that. Yes, we have. That's, I just said the first thing, babe. I just said the busy life. A million things on oh, your to-do list. Okay, we're back on track. Here we go. We're still going. We're cruising. 
Oh my I, gosh. Uh, obviously, I'm not. I'm, my brain's not working. I keep going. And or what Derek thought I said, obviously not listening, is <laughs> you don't have a lot going on and you, you can kind of just it's everything just feels a little bit less chaotic, less rushed. And he, what he meant to ask was, yeah, that's what what's I meant that to ask. like? And we don't know because that's not our personality. We always have a million things going on. Got it. So <laughs> it's basically since I couldn't listen at first, it's basically what you're describing is things that are going on in your day to day that are impacting like your overall schedule, your life, your, you know, how you feel. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. I think that it really depends. You can set yourself up for success no matter what season of life you're in. It's just going to look different. For sure. And it'll look different for every individual. This topic is just a, uh, a good idea, I yeah. guess. A good cool. starting point. All right, so why don't we, should we just describe how we handle these things and we'll kind yeah. of use that as the example? Okay, so why don't we start with uh, the, since we live in this all the time, the busy seasons of life. Yeah, so the busy seasons of life, honestly, the more that you can set yourself, your future self up for success, the better off you are going to be. So what I mean by that is choosing one to two days during the week to meal prep Oh, I hate meal prep. What if I don't want to do that? Will your future self love it? Probably. Not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my future self will love it. It will, though. I know. Like I'm being when you're serious. when you're busy. Um, so spending or doing something like meal prep, and when I say meal prep, cooking uh, meat for three to four days cooking a carbohydrate so it can be rice potatoes those are like our two favorites that you can make in bulk and it won't go bad you can do uh, cut up all your veggies ahead of time I even make my egg scramble for three days and which some people will think is gross but you can handle three days yeah I like honestly y'all I just overcook the eggs a little bit so it doesn't get runny and I tell everyone that and Again, you might think it might sound gross, but it saves me 30 minutes for every day of the week, which when you're busy, that can be a lot. Yeah. What's that math? Break it down for me, Ash. What's 30 <sighs> times seven? You're rude today. <laughs> um, moving on. And just maybe having like some convenient on the go snacks in case you find yourself in a pinch. Yeah. So absolutely. Having convenient snacks. So things like tuna packets things like crackers uh we love our first form bars <laughs> fyi we just tried what's it called the salted caramel salted caramel crunch it tastes amazing so having that what else is there you, like yogurt i know you eat yogurt as like a meal meal but yogurt can be an awesome convenient snack yeah i think uh, all those things are just really important too because yeah you can meal prep but sometimes like life doesn't go according to plan, right? So uh, if something comes up on my schedule or for some reason that day I'm in more of a rush, I need to have other options available because if I don't, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to go for something that's easier. So I'm going to pick yeah. something up on the way to that un that unforeseen meeting or I'm going to ask somebody for something when I get somewhere and they'll likely have crappier options, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. just having that backup plan, so to speak. Absolutely. And tr backtracking a little bit, but and 
if you do track your food, entering it into MyFitnessPal ahead of time is a game changer. I cannot tell you how much quicker it is. Like Derek said, if something comes up and you do have to change what you were planning to eat, to go in and like edit it. But at least it gives you a baseline. You don't have to think about your food at all when you are extremely busy. And so it's it can seriously save you probably another 30 minutes there. Yeah, fantastic. Anything else that goes in terms of like being able to make the busy seasons more manageable? I don't think so. Honestly, it's I would just recommend the more you plan the better. Ask yourself what would my fu- what would my future self ha- like benefit from and yeah. do it. Even if you don't want to. For example, this morning we started to meal prep a lot more. I did not enjoy it. Like I did not love it, but as soon as it was done, I was so pumped. I'm like, I will not have to do the dishes this week. Like my food's already made and it just, it makes a huge difference. For sure. I think one thing I just thought of before we transition to fitness, if you're someone who has the financial means and is also incredibly busy, there is nothing wrong with doing some kind of pre-packaged meal service, right? Or like pre-prepared meal service. Pre-packaged sounds like bad food, but you know what I'm talking about. You can go with one of these companies like Paleo Power Meals, Ice Age Meals, Trifecta, there are so many different services. There's probably local services where you live too that you can get pre-made quality meals and have them ready to rock and roll. All you have to do is microwave them to warm them up or you can even just eat them cold. Or maybe you can't quite afford that because that does tend to get expensive quickly, but maybe you can go with non-cooking like options, right? Like Maybe I can get food that's already fully cooked from the grocery store that yeah it's not as high of quality but it's not it's a lot better than getting McDonald's mm-hmm. or Wendy's on my way back from work right absolutely and again this is going to be a little mo- more financially um or cost more <laughs> i don't know what i was trying to say there uh this will cost more but buying your veggies already chopped uh buying frozen veggies so yes i meal prepped this morning but Derek didn't really have to because he's He eats frozen veggies for the most part and yogurt for breakfast. So there are definitely ways to set your future self up for success without feeling like you need to spend an hour in the kitchen to meal prep. I just thought of something we should trademark. What? Hashtag frozen aisle life. (laughs) Do you think that would catch on? Uh, Maybe. Let's try it this week. Hashtag I live in the freezer. (laughs) <laughs> or like something like that. I don't know. No? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, okay. So that's a busy season of life. What about the not so busy seasons when things are a little more calm? My to-do list isn't, you know, 17 pages long. What what ways might I change my nutrition uh, to reflect that season of life? Yeah. So obviously this one, you just don't have to prepare as much. Um, honestly, we've been doing this for the last... 10 months ish since, since working from Michigan. home yeah and not big i would i do i wish that we started to meal prep sooner yes like i hit my breaking point last week that's why i was like i'm done i'm meal prepping um but you can do things where you only chop up your veggies you only uh prepare three days worth of meat and you can do as much or as little as just go to the grocery store have but that is a minimum like you need the food in your house because if you don't 
you are you're not gonna you're not gonna go out every day and buy it yeah and who wants to do that anyway yeah right? i can only handle the grocery store like literally twice a week at most, most. yeah jinx <laughs> but uh so okay so just really taking some things out of the routine do you think there's ever a time where folks are hesitant to do that because oh like if i don't if i don't stick to my routine like mm-hmm. this is what i've been doing this is how i've seen success that yeah you know, there's they're almost scared to change anything because it could compromise where they're at i see that all the time with my clients so because that happens so frequently what we try to do is, okay, I have the conversation with them. We know what works. Now, let's try to add one to two days where we are eating something else. We aren't pre-logging our meals. We're not pre-planning our meals. And see and show yourself, build that confidence that you can still stick with healthy whole nutritious options um so that's actually something that i do with my clients on purpose is like try to make them not follow the structure and that's not right away like we still have to we have to build the confidence in ourselves that we we can eat whole nutrient dense foods anyways Mm -hmm. so that's like down the road yeah for sure and what you just described made me think of uh, I don't know if you've ever watched it. I've checked it out. But if you're listening and you haven't heard of Jordan Syatt, you can go on YouTube, type in Jordan Syatt or Syatt Fitness, and he has a video on there. And he ate a Big Mac every day. And I believe it w- it was something insane. It was like maybe three months or more. He ate a Big Mac every day and still lost body fat percentage and lost weight across the course of that time. He literally did it to create like this mini document documentary and prove that you can still lose weight and achieve your body composition goals even while incorporating like some not so ideal foods like being a normal human being basically yeah so if you haven't seen that go check that out it's pretty cool yeah now i'm sure he was eating healthy well yeah the the rest of the the time time, the rest of the time he's eating quality food and he was in a deficit like that was the whole point like you can be in a deficit and still enjoy some things here and there like indulge obviously he took it to the the extreme extent of like, hey, I'm going to eat this Big Mac every day. Yeah. But it was to prove like, hey, it's not about being perfect. Absolutely. It's about consistency and being in a caloric deficit. Yeah, so, I love that. Just something, just a little tangent there. But uh, anything else with the nutrition front of like changing from a busy season to a not so busy season? I think the only other thing that I talk with my clients about is the difference between abs- abstaining and moderating. So do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, abstaining is completely preventing yourself or completely forbidding yourself from some kind of behavior or in this case of food. Mm-hmm. And then moderating is enjoying and indulging in things in moderation, which yeah. although moderation is subjective, I think everyone gets the point, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. And I think this this is dependent on every individual. So it's I work with some people that when they're stressed, they eat more versus when they're stressed they literally don't eat at all. So I think it's important to figure out and just kind of do that internal assessment. Like what, how do you handle food or look at food when you are extremely busy or when you have less on your plate? Is it easier for you to stick with your goals when you don't have those um, tempting foods in the house? Or is it easier for you to stick with your goals 
and ha- like moderate a little bit. Like uh, Derek just said with Jordan Syatt, like you, you can still have these foods and hit your goals. But sometimes I know personally when I'm stressed, I'm so much better at abstaining because if I start eating the food, yes, I'll like take out a pre-portion like let's just use I love cashews so let's use cashews as an example um I'll close the the jar but do I typically go back and start to like pick out of the jar yes and that's just my reaction with stress for the most part so I would much rather keep it out of the house that time yeah I'm more of an abstainer for sure like, I can be super successful just by cold turkey cutting all that shit out. Yeah. And I honestly, I think everyone's different. And But I know myself, too, is in the past when I have only abstained, that didn't work for me. Like, when we would get uh, Ben and Jerry's and we would eat a pizza, I would eat so much I would literally feel sick. She still does this, folks. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. But... I think a lot of people can relate to that point, right? Like when you're abstaining from everything, the minute you get your hands on anything, you snowball out of control. Yeah, absolutely. At least most people do. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the nutrition front? I don't think so. Sweet. I think kind of what you just mentioned too, to wrap that up is there's got to be that middle ground, right? You either have a really busy life or you have a not so busy life. And then there's kind of that middle season of, okay, this is just how my day to day is. And settling in and finding what works during those times as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because ultimately, like you're a human being, you're not going to be able to, like you said, either abstain consistently or moderate, moderate consistently and follow that forever. Like you're going to have to learn to be flexible, learn to change and then find that baseline of what kind of works for you. And like you had mentioned across this whole process, it looks different for everybody. But just knowing there is kind of that baseline to return to when things are quote unquote normal. Yeah, absolutely. Just figuring out and building confidence in what works for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And being okay when things change. Hell yeah. But uh, what about fitness? Okay, so I think fitness, it's a, I think it's a little less complex, but uh, number one, we'll do the same order. So we'll say like a busy season. So if you have a busy season of life, number one, the only way to navigate fitness with that is to prioritize fitness. If you're mm-hmm. not prioritizing your fitness during those busy seasons, it will fall off you will neglect it it will become something you have to check off your list versus something that you enjoy doing and is benefiting you that's just how it goes right the things that you value you'll make time for so making time is definitely key in those busy seasons and often people have time in the morning but they're not willing to sacrifice sleep or some other part of their morning routine in order to make it happen i'm not saying you shouldn't sleep but i'm saying a lot of people have time in the morning to train and choose not to, right? They don't start work till nine, but they like to sleep till eight. Or maybe they like to, you know, sleep till eight and then do something else. Or maybe they get up even earlier, but they've got something else on their agenda. So most folks can make time and it doesn't have to be before work. Maybe it's after work, but prioritizing that time is really, really important. Yeah, I think a really good example of this, and it, it is not to be like, wow, look at us, like we work so much. But both of us have full-time jobs. Both of us are trying to grow ballistic. And I talked to my sister. Sorry, Shannon, if you're listening to this, but I'm going to throw her out here. Like, she's always telling me about her friends that are like, oh, well, he works 10 to 12-hour days. 
He just doesn't have time. We work 12 to 14 hour days. Yeah, bitch. And we, <laughs> and we still, we make an hour like worth of time and you don't even need an hour. And then she always comes back and she's like, well, that's like your job. It's not like we're prioritizing our fitness. Yeah. It's that simple. That sounds harsh. Sorry. Yeah. I know <laughs> that's probably a common misconception all the way across the board. Right. I know coaches like clients always be like, well, you get paid to work out. No, we don't. We don't no. get paid to train. Our job is not to train. Our job is I to wish create, it was. <laughs> our job is to create programs that help you live a healthier life. Literally, we get no incentive to train <laughs> aside from the fact of being healthy and looking the way we want to look. But there's no compensation yeah. associated with us exercising. So don't get that twisted. Maybe someday. I hope. Maybe someday. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I don't see how that happens, but you never know. Uh, okay. So prioritizing is huge. Second thing, kind of touch on that with you, with what you just said. You don't need a whole hour making the most of your time. So mm -hmm. there's a difference between prioritizing time to train and then being efficient in your training. You don't need to spend 60, 90, you know, 120 minutes training. You can have a great session in 45 minutes, sometimes even less. Now, I don't like to get much below 45 because then I start, I think it starts getting kind of sketchy of, Okay, well, what was your warm up like? Did you yeah. even warm up? Like, how can you get enough work accomplished in, in 30 minutes? That's really tough, uh, especially if you're implementing like a cool down and flexibility and mobility and those kinds of things. So you need to find a program, uh, maybe like build or move, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little plug there. But you need to find a program that is maximizing efficiency. So it has to be structured, planned, purposeful, evidence-based. It doesn't need to be super high volume like a lot of these programs that you'll see out there. You just need to get real work done in the time that you have. So figure out what that time is for you, whether it's 45 or 60 minutes, and then prioritize that time by scheduling it out throughout your day, wherever that ends up being for you, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is. Uh, but that's, that's number two, I'd say. I like that. Uh, so that's a busy season. I think that pretty much wraps it up in terms of the big ones. You might've touched on this, but what about like days per week? So oh, like that's a good one. busy yeah. season. Yeah. So busy season days per week. So if here's the short answer. If you prioritize your time, it doesn't matter how many days because you'll make time for it regardless of how many yeah. days you want to train. That's true. But let's, uh, we'll just put out some arbitrary like general guidelines here. If you're someone who consistently trains when you're not insanely busy and you're training four to five days per week, when you're really busy, if it needs to change, just try to take one of those days off or two of them off. Try not to drop below three days a week. If you're someone that is an avid fitness enthusiast that likes to train, that you would actually enjoy training, if you drop to three days a week, yeah, it's not five, but it's going to maintain the fitness levels that you have. Like you're going to be okay. It's going to keep you in a good position to where when things change and you have more time again, that you're going to be in a good place to start from. So I would say that like try to keep it to at least three days per week, especially if you're not training as long, like the sessions are a little bit shorter. Try to keep that ball, that frequency at about three days per week. That, But that's, again, that's a completely arbitrary number. It's just a general recommendation that I'm providing, like, for the sake of giving a number. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Now, like you said, what about for when you have a little less on your plate? Okay, so when you have a little less on your plate, I think that's a really good opportunity to step back and figure out where you want to go with your fitness. Like that's a great time to change, maybe not change your goal, but really focus on it. 
And even for us right now, we just started a new custom program that I wrote for us, but it's a completely different stimulus than what we've been following with the move program. And it takes just a little bit longer. I mean, it's not much, right? Some days it is only an hour, but then other days it does take a little longer just due to changing the, the, the weights on the bar and moving things around and stuff like that. But we like we're providing or we're prioritizing enough time to make that happen. So when you're not as busy, be willing to step outside of your normal like training routine or regimen and explore some other things that you've been wanting to try or to engage in, but didn't have the time before, or you were too concerned about switching things up and, you know, just be willing to experiment, be willing to train. If you're someone that normally trains for 45 minutes and you've kind of been sitting at the same level of fitness for a while and feel like you're in a plateau or a little bit of a slump, if you have a a lighter schedule, lighter load for a few months, take advantage of that time. Maybe you start training for an hour. Maybe you start training five days a week instead of four. Or maybe you start training for 90 minutes because you're doing a really in-depth you know, uh, strength cycle or something like that. But take advantage of that time to try to propel yourself forward so that way when things do get hectic again, you can settle back into what your previous regimen was or at least find some level of consistency when things get busy again. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, you know, for when things aren't, aren't hectic, just take care of yourself, right? Like engage in the things that you might often skip over, like flexibility, mobility, or accessory work, or, you know, going and trying other things outside of what you typically do, right? You're not locked into one mode of fitness. If you're someone who follows one of our programs, like build or move, or does a custom program, you don't have to do that. Like you're not locked into only that. If that program is only three or four days a week, and you love cycling, go cycle one of, mm-hmm. on one of your days off. If you love to swim, go swim on one of your days off. Like, actually go out and express your fitness. Absolutely. I Sweet, love that. I think that's about it in terms of fitness. If, if we're forgetting anything blatantly obvious, guys, make sure you let <laughs> us know. Send us a message or leave a comment or something like that, and we'll, maybe we'll expand upon it and do like a part two for this episode. Yeah. Anything else to add with fitness or nutrition and seasons of life? I don't think so. Sweet. I think we covered it pretty well. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Well, guys, that wraps this episode up. Thank you, as always, for listening. And again, if we didn't touch on something, if if we blew right over something that you've been having questions about or having concerns with, you know, send us a message. Send us an email. Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. But let us know. We'd love to expand upon topics on here in the podcast and help you guys out. Uh, but other than that, we hope you have a fantastic week, and we will catch you next week. Bye, y'all. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, we cannot thank you enough. We could not do this without you. And if you enjoy what you hear on the podcast, please head over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, leave a comment in in there as well. That is how we gain more recognition and reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Like we always say, if you do not follow us on all of our other platforms, you are missing out. TikTok is your one-stop shop for all things fitness. Make sure you get on there, check out our videos. We literally have hundreds. It might even be approaching the thousands at this point of video to where you can gain some knowledge and hopefully take it and apply it to your training. 
If you're not on Instagram, number one, what the hell are you doing? It's 2020. You need to get an Instagram account, but get on there. Check out our content. We are posting every single day. And lastly, if you're not following us on Facebook or not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you hit those two up as well. We are trying to bring you as much value as possible across all of those channels. So please, please, please subscribe and follow everything. But other than that, guys, we hope to see you guys next week. We've got an awesome topic in the pipeline and we cannot wait to talk to you about it.